Hello, listeners. You are listening to the Die by the Sword podcast. I'm Noelle, player of Vivian. I had such a blast in last week's episode, and the fun just continues this week. It is so cool playing these characters. I hope you're having as much fun listening as we are playing them. Big thank you to Sword Coast Soundscapes. Uh, you can listen to his stuff at youtube.com slash Soundscapes. Feel free to integrate that stuff into your games at home. And huge, huge thank you once again to the Midnight Syndicate boys. You can find all of their stuff at www.midnightsyndicate.com. If you have a moment and you haven't already, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcast. This helps other listeners find us if they have similar interests, and so it's a great way to help grow the show. You guys are awesome. I wish I could meet you all and just give you all a high five. Super cool. Thank you and enjoy the episode. I can't remember what episode it was, but we had talked about our paranormal stories. Mm-hmm. And Philip, you and I were talking about how we only have boring paranormal stories. Mm-hmm. I thought of another one. I, I said I had one, but I, I have potentially two. I didn't really consider this paranormal until I was just thinking about it this morning. But I sleep with two blankets. All right, I've got the blanket on me, and then I put another blanket. I wrap it around my arms so that they're not cold, but I don't want them under the other blanket. I don't know. <laughs> um, but this top blanket that I use is just a, a fleecy blanket that's got a Beatles picture on it. And it says the Beatles at the bottom of it. It's got a picture of them and then it says the Beatles. Every night when I put this on me, I have the Beatles heads facing my head. So like they're laying on the be- <laughs> bed with me. Not, it's not that, they're not full size. Mm-hmm. But um, so the Beatles is always at near my feet or near my waist. Every morning when I wake up, that Beatles blanket is still there, but the Beatles has flipped so that the name is near my head every single time. And I don't know why. I don't think you've ever told me this. No. I'm learning about this on mic with everyone else. Well, now you'll have to watch. And <laughs> I'll you'll be see. looking for it now. <laughs> nope. But it's like, and I've noticed this for months. I purposefully always face it the same way, and it always ends up flipped every single time. Hmm. Hmm. Need to set up a camera and do like paranormal activity <laughs> style. <sighs> I actually have always wanted to record myself sleeping, not in a creepy way. I just, I know I'm a very active sleeper. I talk in my sleep. I've slept walked occasionally. Richard runs in his sleep all night. So. All I do is kick the cats off the bed. And <laughs> in my sleep. I would never do it awake, but I'd totally do it in my sleep. You, you run in your sleep. You one time tried to set off an alarm in your sleep. And the alarm was Noelle snoring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't snore. Mm-hmm. My first husband was, drove a cab for a while. And one night I woke up because it's like my arm really hurt and I realized he'd socked me. <laughs> and I look up and he's sitting up. He's sitting Where up. to? What? So you can't tell she's sitting like a cab driver. He was sitting like a cab driver. Ten and two. Ten and two. Like he was holding, yeah. a, holding the steering wheel and he was like, where to? And he hits me again. <laughs> wow, stop it. Just, I don't know where this affair goes to. Where to? <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Because the sound that woke me was the sound of me being hit. It was the sound. <laughs> and then there was the pain, you know? Like, oh. I think Richard has a similar story. So but, yeah. I do, but we won't go into that. Yeah. Richard and I are both very active sleepers, so we have quite a few. We, again, we could have a whole podcast just on sleep patterns. Just a case study in sleep apnea. And then it's like, <laughs> and then it's like why? what did Richard do in his dream that Noelle's mad about today? <laughs> You've totally done that. You have gotten mad at me for like the first half of the day mm-hmm. for something that I did in your dream and didn't do in real life. Hey, you're lucky that she's forgiven you at all. <laughs> <laughs> he 
Peter Pan has never been forgiven. Yeah, I've always been an active sleeper. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you about the Peter Pan dream some other time. Write in if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear privately. <laughs> anyway, so that's that. So that might be a paranormal story. Is my my blanket. Speaking of the paranormal, things got really intense in the last episode. Yes, yes, they did. I think some might even say paranormal. Ah. Paranormal. So it was really interesting for me because y'all knew that we were going up against one boss because of my conversation with Gary and what was happening behind the scenes. I knew we were going against two bosses at the same time. So I was doubly worried for the survival of the party compared to (laughs) y'all. You were caught in a haunt, right? Yeah. So I knew that Father Charlatan had uh, haunted Roderick after he fell. Gary told me what was going on Mm -hmm. and he was was haunted by Father Charlatan. And I was talking to Gary all week. I was like, this is going to be so, this could go well if we roll well and this could go horribly if we roll poorly. Mm -hmm. Which- I wasn't that concerned about it until I realized that it was you that was haunted yeah. by Father Charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot was writing on your rolls, and we all know how well. He rolled like a boss last week. I, last week he did. Yeah. When it came down to it, Roderick was able to pull through, but that could have gone so south if I had rolled poorly. So, have we actually defeated these bosses? You don't know. We don't know that yet. They disappeared. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I asked this last week, you and did. nobody. Uh, yeah. So, I like, still don't like You the were answer. asking me off mic, and you're like, so. So, so, and I was like, Mom, he's not going to tell us. It's part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, just a quick explanation. Well, damn it. <laughs> yeah, just as a quick explanation. As far as, because so now we know that both of them are haunts. They weren't undead proper. And the thing about haunts is once they've been defeated, quote unquote, they reset, but there's a caster check that has to be rolled to see if they reset or not. Because they could mm. be gone forever or they could come back after uh, some period of time. I think that's dependent on the haunt. Yeah. Mm. Uh, most of them are die rolls of so many hours or so many days or so many rounds or so something like a, that. So this is yeah. another reason we need to hustle through and defeat yeah. everything. Yeah, we're so. not going back to that floor, though, no. so we're not going to fight no. them again. Well, yeah, at we, least this episode. Who knows? Maybe they can yeah. move. We thoroughly yes. explored the second floor, so we have no reason to go back up there. Mm-hmm. Kind of reca- recapping, we we did clear the full, full second floor, came back for healing, did a little bit of shopping. Uh, well, and, and before we leave that, we've cleared all the towers. We've cleared the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. We're really left with the front door access and the lower reaches, right? Yes. We've been very systematic. All we have left is the first floor in the basement. And we're logically deducing that the worst things are probably in the basement. So we're going to save that for last. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where I would be if I was the worst thing is in the basement. That's where the scary furnace was in uh, Home Alone. It's true. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're going to face? A furnace? A furnace? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. He's he's writing furiously. (laughs) Or it's going to be like a monster house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's that? Oh, it's the the Ugula. Oh, it's a girl house. (laughs) (laughs) But before we battle plan heading back to Harrowstone, I believe we left off with one Vivian getting another hero card. That she did. And I'm and thank you, Gary, for giving me a hero card after an episode of shameless begging on the player's part. (laughs) And just so you know, it was not the shameless begging that got the hero card. I'm pretty sure it's that's what it was. (laughs) We're not going to stop. I mean, do what you want, but we're not going to stop. Pretty sure Uh that's exactly. Pavlovian response says that's what yeah, you got to do. Yeah, you just reinforced it. <laughs> and oh no, I've lost the hero cards. I don't know nope. where they went. Nope, I haven't. Oops, sorry. Oh, they're right oh, there. I nope, found them. Nope, <laughs> the, that's just the box. <laughs> anyway, I've got a hero card in my hand. You do. And it's called the theater. And it has, it's so cute. It's got a little puppet show on it with a little dragon and a little knight fighting the dragon. Oh, and, I want to see that. And a little... Hold uh, it up to the microphone hold- so the audience can see <laughs> it. Yep, y'all see that? And then... Uh, she actually did move it closer. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> I'm a method actor. What can I say? <laughs> and then treasure 
treasure chest. That's what I was trying to say. Treasure chest. And it's a crowns card. It is. So I found it fitting that she got the theater card, considering I gave it to her based on her role play of that episode. Yay. So an acting card gets a theater card. Yay. It is really cute. And uh, just so we know what the theater card is, it represents prophecy with a true prophet acting a part as the puppet of the gods. Hmm. You mean like Father Grimbro when he was possessed by... Being a puppet of Pharasma. Uh-huh. To- and Kendra before him. And Kendra or, was, before him. or I'm a cleric and I'm a channel. A voluntary. Conduit. That's nicer. I was going to say pawn. A voluntary pawn. <laughs> So yeah, this you, is ch- you can channel the card. A neat yeah. little card, but that dragon looks very puppety, muppety. Yeah, it looks a bit. bit- well, he's supposed to. He's a muppet. It's not easy being green. Yeah, the Muppet movies were surprisingly good. He's a bit of an evil Kermit, that's for sure. Hold on, why were they surprisingly good? That's because Richard's surprised that he likes anything. Ah, that's okay. That's, See, fa- that's like fair. If, if it's pop culture related, he's always surprised if he likes it. Yeah, it's a pretty small collection of things in pop culture that I actually enjoy. That you actually admit to enjoy? No, he just doesn't enjoy. Yeah. Enjoying, yeah. Yeah, no, Noel sees the vitriol grow on my face. Like, it's completely genuine. <laughs> all right, so now let's all bombard Richard at either die by the sword podcast at gmail.com or Richard at die by the sword podcast.com and send him all your favorite pop culture things and see if he likes it. If you yeah. want some suggestions about what will definitely annoy him, you can email Noel at die by the sword podcast. <laughs> no, and I want to be clear this isn't a hoity toity better than the average person kind of thing. I know that my life would be better if I enjoyed more things. So I'm a little (laughs) jealous of people that can enjoy pop culture. So try to send him things that he might enjoy, and we can see if he likes them. Yeah, I think that'll be a fun experiment. Try every, to brighten his every life Every once a bit. in a while, he's actually brave enough to try something new, and <laughs> quite frequently, he finds he likes it. He does. Just not so. with music. It's music's the, the hardest challenge, because you earworm really easily. I am the king of earworms. It's a real curse. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll hear something once, and he will be singing it for the next Against my will. Seven days. I hate it, but I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> and he won't know the whole song, because he doesn't listen to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have that horrible thing where, like, a song I hate is going in my head, and then it'll merge into a different song that I hate, and it will keep replaying that same wrong way (laughs) every single time. I do that too. So you got a jukebox of hate in your brain? Yes. (laughs) Jukebox of hate. hate. So anyway, back to the game. So the theater's a prophecy card. Mm -hmm. What does the charisma card do again? The charisma. Uh, It is a crowns card, which is charisma based. So that would mean that you get to re-roll any 1d20 roll, but you must take the second roll, even if it is worse. Okay. Awesome. Vivian now has two hero cards and everyone else has one. Yep. Roderick's is very useful for him, but it's absolutely nothing he can use in an emergency. Well, I- it's also very hard to use it when you are um, basically dead. Yes. I And I've also been playing very conservative. I keep saving all my spells and then we're done with the day and I haven't used any of them. Well, you also keep dying at the beginning of the battle. Yes. So- being dead, either... Um, actually dying or trapped in a haunt where I look like I'm dead is definitely hindering my ability to actually use my spell slot. It's really helping my emotional reaction to you dying, though, because I was very distressed the first time you went down. I was like, oh, no, I don't want Richard to lose his character. He loves his character so much. And now I'm just like, all right, well, I'll be okay yeah. now if he dies. I mean, that's what matters. The character, not Richard. I'll yeah. be very sad if Richard dies. And something we haven't really discussed is, for me personally, character death can be really cool from a story standpoint, as long as it's like an epic character death. If it's just like a skeleton that kills you, that's kind of Yeah, and I crap. think the I think the worst are <laughs> random encounters. Like, oh, well, they're traveling through the woods and it's three days, so let's roll a random encounter so they're not bored. Oh, they got killed by a random critical hit from like a goblin warrior. Whoops. Yeah. Like, had you actually died from that scythe, I would have felt bad. (laughs) 
Wouldn't have stopped it. Wouldn't have stopped me from doing it, but I would have felt bad about it. For how we long? got really close. We yeah. were we were three hit points away. So I'm really excited uh, to have this card. I think the charisma cards are one of the coolest ones. So I think so. I'm happy got, to have one. You got one of the strongest benefits, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, That's a big do one. Do something with them, yeah. Mm-hmm. So does Father Grimborough come out of his trance? Is he aware of what happened? He is slightly aware of what just happened. Like mm-hmm. he felt the divine presence mm-hmm. there. Um, he quickly comes out of it. He's not as gassed as when Kendra was possessed. Mm-hmm. And I have to point out, indisputable proof. Father Grimbo, not a bad person. This is true. Meh. <laughs> she wasn't there. She I didn't see she it. She doesn't even know. Yeah, yeah I don't true. believe it. She has no witness. It's like, yeah, it was probably someone else. <laughs> You're just lying to me. Mm-hmm. So he comes out of it. Vivian's looking at her card and she looks up at Father and sees that he's coming out. She's like, oh, Father, Father, that's so exciting. Can you believe this? Oh, and she's just kind of freaking out in, in a really excited way. I, in all my years as a, as a cleric, I, I never thought something like this would happen. Oh, it's so thrilling. I'm so excited. And she really is. Vivian's just giddy and bright eyes. Just, It's so thrilling to see divine power present. Yeah. I was going to say, she's really enthusiastic about uh, other people's religious experiences. I think just religious experiences in general make her happy. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, she'd be excited if there were Shaylin experiences. It's just she hasn't met anyone else who worships Shaylin. But I mean, she kind of had her own Shaylin-esque experience with the last episode when she did that positive yes. pulse and had yes. that... that- Exactly, but that was, was her. She, but that was her. She's not going to talk to herself about it. Well, she will, but not when other people are around. Right. Probably. Yeah, you know, I don't, it's not like she would celebrate. Uh, she didn't like the Zonkathon book or mm-hmm. any of those materials. She's just. Zonkathon? Mm hmm. That's, was the bu- Umbral Leaves mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Remember, remember our main mission, which is to get those books so we can get the money? Oh, that thing. <laughs> no. And that. you know what we're being offered for that? A lousy. No, it's a lot of money. It's a whole bunch of money. It's like a hundred like platinum, platinum each. Which is a thousand oh, okay. gold each. That's. Yeah. So that's a yeah, no, it's a sum. bunch All right. of money. The- we'll never get there. No. So, I mean, it's a, it's a nice- Everything's so expensive in this world, you need gold. Yeah, yeah. This is true. But it's rare. They don't have mass production. If like it was that rare, stuff wouldn't be costing 25 gold pieces. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, Vivian, she's she's just happy for anyone that has found religion. And it's not like you only believe in one god in this world. Yeah, like- there's definite proof that these other gods exist. Yeah. Yeah. So, the place multiple. is lousy with gods. Exactly. So she's, she's <laughs> and they're all real. And Phrasma and Shailen are friends, so mm-hmm. she is excited to see that. Like she knows Phrasma's Phrasma's chill. Phrasma's cool. She's cool. She's cool. Up mm-hmm. on her bone throne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we're all just so relieved that we survived the last episode. That's oh, really man. what we're doing here. We don't want to go back to Harrowstone. No. So it's I'm trying. I'm trying to make some money for. Oh us yeah. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. was that was some real business we had to resolve. Yeah, so yeah. you take it back. Where were you? Well, Dwarfy took me and guided me to Warren and Elaine's Mystery Emporium. Yes. Which is um, in the center of town. And as I was walking there, Dwarfy peeled off to go to the uh, bar, back to the bar to drink. Mm-hmm. And I led a small parade of children as I was uh, practicing with the weapon. Did. Walking up to Warren and Elaine's. And we had a little interaction there where I turned back and pretend <laughs> I'm going to scythe them. And they all laugh and ran away. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and adults would threaten me with weapons. (laughs) 
and, and we it was just so laugh much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. These kids live in this city. It's so true. It's, this is true. It's a hard Let's not face life. it. They did sing that really creepy song. They did sing that so. creepy song. And we they did. were singing the creepy song behind me, so. Yeah. So then you just so killed him. No, I didn't kill him. I just, <laughs> just threatened to kill him. Play threatened them. It's like we were having a parade. A, she was 85% joking. This is a take into what my childhood was like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> For legal reasons, that's a joke. I'm going to take you to Macy's. We'll see if you can find me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. True story. I had a friend who had a kid. <laughs> had a friend who had a little girl, and she was she was the baby. She was a bonus baby, and uh, she had some issues. Grew up to be a lovely young lady, but she actually did go into Macy's. It probably wasn't Macy's. It was Foley's or mm-hmm. whatever the whatever Dillard's was before it was Dillard and Bell's. Mary's, uh, not Bell's. No, it was Foley's. <laughs> Sanger Harris. Sanger Harris. Uh, was what it was before it was Foley's. Anyway, irrelevant to the story. But she had her, uh, Stephanie, I think, was three, four years old. Mary goes in, talking to a lady or going through the wrecks, looks around, and the kid is gone. <laughs> I mean, Mary's going into full panic. Mother Moat's starting to call people, and she hears the kid. The kid's crawled into one of those circular... Yeah, uh, the fun ones to hide in. Mm-hmm. Fun ones to And she was laughing. She watched her mother <laughs> I'm sorry, the circular go crazy. The, the racks with clothes. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. that you can hide in as a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she'd yeah. gone, gone in under the clothes, and there were longer clothes, so okay. her mom couldn't see her. <laughs> and yeah. that kid, it was it was the giggling that gave her away. And it was one of those, <laughs> one of those, like, do I kill them? No, I'm happy to see them, but I do want them dead. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little bit. So conflicting, you know, but uh, so it does happen. It, it has happened. So and then she pulled out a scythe out of her purse. She pulled a scythe out of her purse and threatened her. <laughs> and then they all laughed. And then they, they all laughed. laughed. The classic laughed. purse scythe. Purse scythe. It was a pocket scythe. Precisely. Pocket scythe. It was the, the so ze- it was a Zebco. It was a Zebco pocket That's scythe. That's so cute. So, every woman needs one. Every- <laughs> <laughs> the oh, lady man. Zebco. And it was a switchblade. Switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a big shaft in the side. Yeah, it's like an umbrella. Out. Like yeah. an umbrella. <laughs> so are we, wow. are we at the museum? Or so we're at the... We're, I, I got as far as going to the mystery, the Warren and Elaine's Mystery Emporium, mm-hmm. and coming up to the big door, which has a, an arch and has their name, Warren and Elaine's Mystery, mystery Emporium. Emporium. And the door is surrounded by carved snakes and strange serpentine mm-hmm. things. And I knocked on the door, and Elaine answered the door. She did. And I explained to her that I was from the uh, local hero troop, and that we had just returned from Harrowstone with our first triumphant uh, piece of property that we had stolen off of the property, because we killed the hot that was using it. Mm-hmm. And I've had a horrible time trying to pronounce this object, and we've decided we're going to call it the Haunted Scythe from Harrowstone, which I can say, unlike the Haunted Headsman's Scythe from Harrowstone, which I cannot say oh, just rapidly. Did. But I can't can't say it in an elegant form. (laughs) Anyway, where we left off this scene was Elaine welcoming me into the Emporium and the door closing behind me. And Zenobia was never seen again. (laughs) (laughs) I think Noelle said that. So, I am inside the door and I see... You see, uh, we had kind of discussed this off the mic of what would be inside of this Emporium. Uh, once you are inside, you do see this, it's kind of this old, dark, dank, dusty room. Um, some, like, shrunken heads on is one it, little area. Is it overcrowded? Like, there's so much stuff. In this front room, it's not overcrowded, but mm-hmm. you can definitely see through some, like, doorways that are open mm-hmm. that it's just 
packed with a bunch of pickled eyeballs, <laughs> stuffed birds, and stuff like that. Lizards and is there like creepy music playing softly in the background? On, on a what, what's it called? A, a <laughs> carillon or a, no? The, like it's got the big the phonograph. Thank yeah, you. The phonograph. <laughs> the thing. Be like a Thomas Edison sort of photo. Yeah. I yeah. bet Thomas Edison wasn't in this land. What I'm picturing is from the Gremlins, the shop at the very beginning that he goes in to buy um, the Mogwai. The little mystery shop. Uh-huh. That's It's dark and it's dank and I there's think it's weird a- stuff everywhere. I'm picturing weird shops everywhere. You know, there was there were certainly the ones in um, Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Toy Story 4, the antique oh, yeah. shop. Yeah. I haven't seen that. There's, Spoilers. There's... There's, I, I see on the on the shelves that there are strange devil dolls that look like the heads are following you. As yeah. In a jar of eyes that do the same. Jar of eyeballs that do the same. I like that. Yeah. And if it wasn't obvious, I based uh, Warren and Elaine off of Lorraine and Ed Warren. Yes. Uh, so it's, I'm kind of imagining their kind of museum of oddities that they... Yes. Uh, Definitely, um, definitely. World's most haunted spoon. Ex- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pop culture references that I don't understand. Ex- exotic. Uh, There's a little raggedy Ann doll. Arcana. Mm-hmm. Like little doll. You know the movie Annabelle, Richard? No. You've never, you never heard of that movie? I've heard the name. Okay. Haunted yeah. doll. It's based off of a real haunted doll. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Amityville Horror was one of their cases as well. Yeah. The and con- The Conjuring? Conjuring was one of their cases. I'll take your word for all of that. Basically, they were kind of, they're kind of a big deal in the paranormal scene. Yeah. I believe you. <laughs> there, there were such things as uh, all kinds of Ouija boards and hands of glory and mummified... Are you talking in real life or in this store? In this store. Oh, okay. Mummified store. monkey hands and Oh, that's another thing like we could that. do is we could sell them the... Uh, the planchette. The planchette. Definitely. Okay, but, but I wanted to use it. Okay, well, you can use no. it. I wanted to you can have use a sleepover it. I won't be there. You can, but we won't be there. <laughs> then we do stiff visit the feather. So, go visit, so your, your, go visit Elaine. your lady friend. Elaine, I am so happy happy to be in here. Yes. <laughs> and once again, I want to tell you about this object that I brought you and that I'm giving you the first opportunity to acquire for your fine emporium and museum here. You know, we have lots of uh, haunted weapons, but I don't think we have a scythe. Uh, <laughs> follow me to the weapons room so we can see if we have a scythe in there. Absolutely. And even if you have a scythe, you don't have this scythe. This is true. This is specifically the Harrowstone haunted scythe. Yes. Okay. This, uh... This is definitely the one that uh, the, the the headsman used to execute all the prisoners. Absolutely, and one of our heroes actually got uh, scythed by this scythe. Ooh. Swiped by this scythe. You see, this is his dried blood, right? Here. This is his blood right here. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and you did say that he did not perish, though, correct? He did not perish. We are so strong that we were, in fact, able to uh, stabilize him, and uh, he's now fully recovered. Does she look disappointed by that fact? A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want you to focus on this, that I'm giving you the first opportunity to start acquiring the treasures of Harrowstone. And as far as I can see, Elaine, this is a can't-lose proposition. (laughs) Because if we live, then you are the center of our merch forever as our legend grows. And if we die, it's even more valuable because you could say hardly anything came out. Only this came out and they all perished getting it. I'm sure you could build the story if we all die. Oh, absolutely. I'm quite good at doing that. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I'm hoping you would w- want to build the story of us living, too. So that's kind of my objective. But, uh, so what's the weapon room to look like? Is it just yes, pointy objects pointing in everywhere? It is. Uh, do you, have you seen Twister, right? <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> right? At the end with all the little farm implements yeah. hanging on the walls. Basically, the walls are lined with oh, implements like that. And oh. some of them, as you walk into the room, they kind of lift up a little bit off of it. They're, they're, they're bolted down so they can't fly at you. Oh but that gosh. looks like that's what but they, they want to go. do. Oh, trying that's to. hilarious. That is so Wasn't great. Wasn't there an insurance cr- commercial where they go say, let's go, f- let's go yeah, hide let's in go the, hide in the pointy, pointy shed or whatever? Shed. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's kind of what those look like. Uh, and as you kind of move around the room, they kind of follow you and point towards uh, you. A few arrows kind of look like they're about to lift up out of their quivers. And Oh, this is so creepy. I can imagine it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. As you look around the room, you see there's n- there's no scythe. So this is also a great opportunity that she doesn't have look, a scythe. Look, here's a perfect place for it. Ah, on your wall. Ah, yes. Right next to the cat of nine tails. <laughs> Ooh, I like them. Yes. I've always wanted cat of nine tails. Mm-hmm. I've just got this flail. Ooh, so you should upgrade at some point. Not this one. This one's taken. Thought you had a cat of nine tails. I was told I don't have a cat of nine tails. I have a flail with a single pointy ball. <laughs> it's got more than one point on it. I said pointy. You said single pointy. So no, a single, single ball. Single pointy ball. She single was pointy right. Ball. It's a silly. ball with one single point on it. That's not what she said. Just one. No, just okay. Um, All that college money. Waste money. <laughs> Waste. Uh. Can't add. Can't speak English. <laughs> Liberal arts major. Liberal, Liberal arts major. But uh, Elaine looks at the scythe and says, okay, so I, I definitely need to identify this to make sure that it was the haunted scythe. Um, but I don't want to do that in this room because, uh, you, as you can see, there's so many um, haunted items in here. Yes. It, it might interfere with the readings. So let's go back out here into the main room. And she leads you into the main room. Which has like a, a couch to sit on and a few candles lit. Did she offer me something to drink? Um, would Would you like some tea? No, no, thanks. I'm <laughs> fine. It's not thirsty. Are you sure? Positive. I, I, I could perhaps read your tea leaves. No, no, I don't think I need to know my future. I'm working with Roderick. <laughs> ah, yes, I know Roderick. I've heard of him. Yes. <laughs> then you know my future. Yes. <laughs> Saving his ass. Dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. As you do look around the room, there's also a small cage over in, in the corner, and it looks like this nice rabbit sleeping peacefully in his little a little box, and you, you notice there are some, they basically look like bleached out carrots and other like vegetables. Albino carrots. Albino <laughs> carrots, albino like cabbage, and it's all the veggies. They're just white and blanched out. So I'm just getting ready to poke my finger in. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. No touch, no touch. He's sleeping peacefully. And then I look at the label, and it says, Do not feed. Do not touch. Do not go near. Keep out of sunlight. So, so who is this? What is this? We haven't come up with a good name for him yet. Does the bunny yawn, then? Yep. It yawns and stretches, and you see these long fangs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Instead of regular rabbit teeth. It's a vampire bunny. Yes. Vam bunny. Vam bunny? Vam bun. See, I was thinking vam rabbit, but... The- <laughs> Um, I'm not sure that that how, actually how about fits. Banicula. Ooh, that's a good name. But that one might already, already be taken. Baniculo? How about Banuncula? Banuncula. <laughs> <laughs> You're not there. <laughs> well, I'll let you do the naming on your own. Sure is cutie. How about Vlad the Vampire Rabbit? Okay. This is going to It's your bunny. Lepus. Their skill's not there, but what about Nosferatu? <laughs> Nosferatu. <laughs> Rab the... What, he sneezes? No, no, because he chews on little vegetables. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Ra- Rab... I was spelling it C-H-L-O. Rab the... Rab the... Rab the Impaler. Rab the Impaler. <laughs> uh, Lepus. Count Hopula. 
Count Count Ocula. Ocula. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yes. We so. knew, we know the right one when we hear it. He gets it a hero card. Yeah. Count Hopula. I'll think like about it. it. It always means no. Excellent. Excellent. Count Hopula. So yes, this 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 is Count Hopula. <laughs> well, isn't he adorable? I'll have to tell Thurskill about him. Yes. Who is Thurskill? He's another member of our uh, heroic troop. We really oh. need a name for our troop. To discuss later. Side note, I'm Ooh. not there. <laughs> to be determined. So Elaine lays out the scythe on a table, mm-hmm. uh, sprinkles a powder on it. It starts to glow a little. Ooh, this this does have a history. I can tell. Would I lie to you, Elaine? Well, I've been lied to before, so I just have to be but sure. But not by me. This is true. Ah, and then she puts her hands on the scythe and closes her eyes. And you see that she's with her eyes closed. Her eyes are flickering back and forth. Ah, you are correct. This is the headman scythe. I do believe that this is worth uh, some decent amount of money. I was hoping you would say that, Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying Zenobia, the saleswoman. Right. <laughs> she missed her calling. So with all this, Zenobia, give me a diplomacy check to see how much she believes you. And I've calculated some bonuses in my head that I will add to your number based on your roleplay. I rolled a 13, and it's plus 3, so 16. Okay, so... Decent. That roll, plus your roleplay, and the fact that this is actually the haunted scythe and exactly what she's been looking for, I believe I would be willing to make an offer of 50 gold pieces for this scythe. Yes. Done and done. I will have that money right away. And you will have exclusive first chance at anything else we bring back from Harrowstone. I like that idea. That's so cool. Uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. You know what that is? That's a potion to cure light wounds. That is a cure. <laughs> it's two, isn't it two potions? No, it's just one. Just one. Just one. Yeah, that was what I was hoping for, was that we would yeah. be able to afford something. Awesome. Useful. All righty. So. Lovely doing business with you, Elaine. And you as well. I do hope I see you again soon. I also hope you see me again soon. <laughs> we shake hands. Yes. I go out and I go, yes! Yeah. Do you do a little dance? Yes. I do a little happy dance. Does anyone see it? And nobody sees it. <laughs> and uh, before you walk out the door, though, there is a mirror that's by the by the front door. Uh-huh. And as you walk by that mirror, you see a glimpse of your family that has been murdered. Then I can't do my happy dance. Oh, what do I see? Like, I are they murdered? Or? Are they are they murdered? Are they alive? Are they dead? Are they? I, bar- are they I buried them. Yeah, it's it's I just them. it's in the mirror. They look like they're standing around you as you as you look in the mirror. You don't see like their bloody figures or anything yeah. like that. You just see spectral forms of them standing Aww, with you. That's so sad. Elaine, tell me about this mirror. Ah, we recovered this from a case that uh, my late husband and I worked on years ago. Um, the family. Uh, uh, tragically perished in a um, an accident with, well, let's just say one of the family members um, got possessed and killed the rest of them. Um, it was very tragic, and then he took his own life. Uh, but this mirror uh, seemed to be a portal to whatever um, allowed the being to possess him. So my husband and I cleansed the mirror, and once we cleansed it, we were able to see those who had passed on. Ah. Uh. So we decided to keep this, and we keep our family nearby. It is now how I see and speak to my husband. Ah, so your husband isn't here anymore? No, unfortunately not. He um, passed away uh, of just natural causes just (laughs) a couple of years ago. Ah, Don't ask any more questions. (laughs) All right, well, I must go. I could stay here forever. Ah, I see that the mirror shows you something as well. Yes. Those who are not uh, connected to the mirror do not see 
what the, the person looking at it sees. I don't know that I want to be connected to this anymore today, Elaine, so I, I must go. I understand. Thank you for the money. She did give me the money, didn't she? She did. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote you a check. Don't cash that th- don't today. <laughs> Put the mirror so they get distracted and hopefully they Lay their pouch of money yeah. down there. Walk away. With <laughs> Just like walk out without realizing. I didn't. So I do leave, a b- but I'm I'm pensive as I'm walking back. And I'm able to come back, though, to the uh, to the bar, and I drop a big old pouch of gold pieces down. In front of Dwarfy? No. Don't I'm, give it to Dwarfy. No, in front, in front of all of you. All of us. Oh, well, were we there the, the whole team. time? Oh, yeah. I guess we are now. You went to the bar after... Yeah, I mean, I don't have chapel. Biz- I don't have no business. We got patched up, and now we're at yeah, the bar. Yeah, no, I, the only business I had was was uh, getting healed from my filth fever. Mm-hmm. So me and, and my teddy bear got healed. Yes, from your, my, your teddy bear. My teddy. I named him Ringo. Ringo. <laughs> Are you right. gonna like staple him to your shoulder? We have a character that mm-hmm. has a dippy bird. <laughs> Roderick uh, was just doing some pedestrian shopping. He sold the citrine that we found and bought a potion to cure that wounds. So that was all he was have, up to. So now we have two. Yay! Okay. So as Zenobia slams the bag down on the table, because Roderick's there at the, the tavern. Well, it seems you had a successful evening. Yes, I think we have enough for another Cure Light Wounds potion here. I think we are going to need it. No kidding. I sold that for 50 gold pieces. <gasps> oh, Zenobia, that's amazing. I didn't know you were such a... a uh, Wheeler word? and dealer. <laughs> yes, well, you know, when you, I used to run a household, and it takes a lot of negotiation. I didn't know you lived in a house. <laughs> well, it was more of a hut. I just, you know, I noticed you sleep on the floor, so I didn't know. To we do- still had money. We had to buy and sell and barter things, so I became You just didn't more like skilled. beds? This was just the way we, we sleep. Okay. It's just the way we sleep. Okay. Not all of us are lucky rich girls who get to be raised what? as a half-elf in a monastery. Ooh. I think we need drinks. <laughs> Says Dwarfy. So does he run off and get him? He does. And Viv- Vivian actually totally misses the uh, the dig. The dig, and it's just like <laughs> it's like no, I think I had a very, very nice experience. Like, I guess uh, other people aren't as lucky, or, we do, or just don't know any difference, darling. So I think we don't know the difference. I think we all did excellent work. Um, Some of us did, yeah. Yeah, last adventure. <laughs> yeah. Roderick shoots She's her look. She's saucy, even <laughs> I'm feeling even pretty full of myself after Cat. getting uh, 50, 50 gold pieces. I'm pretty full. Someone's feeling shady. Yep. Roderick shoots her look and continues. So we have defeated two of the five prisoners, and we are making good time. We have explored the second floor. Now there is the first floor and the basement. Are we going to take a horse with us this time? It's only four miles. I believe we checked, and there aren't enough good horses at the price for us, and it's more effective for us just to walk. Can we call Uber next time? <laughs> Uberwald? Uberwald. Someone who is just complaining about not having a bed to sleep in wants to Uber. I just don't want to have to carry the dead weight anymore. We didn't have to carry any of them back. They were able to walk. When they get wounded, they're so whiny. That's true. <laughs> not for me. I don't need the horse or the cart. I'm thinking yeah, of your sure. comfort. Anyway, so, can we fast forward through this? I really yes. want to get to Harrowstone. Yes. Yeah, let's... Alright, fast forward to the next day. Which we, are, we are now in Thorast, if I believe. Ooh, yeah. Vivian sleeps in the chapel again, because that's where I think she I'm probably going to go to Kendra's house, because I'm, I'm tired of the uh, chapel floor. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing seems to be able to get to you there. So The nice hardwood floor. So it's the next day, Thorast the first. Thorast the first. He's uh, a noble king. I'm assuming you would all meet up at the, the outward end for breakfast before you head off. Roderick spent the night with Kendra, debriefing her on everything that... that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm debriefing sure. her. Debriefing. Look, deep briefing her? Sounds like he was probably debriefed. 
Look yeah. at this enormous scar. <laughs> <laughs> so you meet up at the Albert Inn for breakfast. Rabbit bacon. Which seems to be a local favorite now. Rabbit bacon, really tiny. I have a question. Do any of the locals stop and check on us and ask us any questions? No. <laughs> <laughs> These... These locals are the dullest group of people ever. I think it's they are too stupid to organize a bucket brigade. Well, you've seen Young Frankenstein, right? Or Young Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm so glad that they're so invested in their own safety. Seriously. They just don't like outsiders, and you're still outsiders to them. Yeah, so, over we, breakfast. Wait till we loot their houses, then they'll know where we've been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ones that are actually in the tavern when you're there will at least smile. and They're polite to you. They, they're not, like, assholes. They just, they're not fangirl and fanboying over you yet. Thank goodness. So, over in breakfast, Thurskill turns to Roderick and asks, So, what's it like to die? It's... Very dark and confusing. Confusing how? Like you don't know which way's up, your left and your right are switched, is it like the mirror dimension? <laughs> well, it's difficult for me because I had several different experiences, but in each case... <laughs> <laughs> the most recent death. The third time I died. But in each case, time was a little bit confusing and lost to me. It felt like ages passed when it was only a few seconds. Like six seconds? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a bit longer than that, but yes, about... So, when when you were out, did you see anything? You said something about the guy. Father Charlatan. Yeah. So, the first two times I died, I saw nothing. The third time, as I understand it, I was not actually dead. I was merely under the effects of the haunt. You could have fooled me. <laughs> yes, I did not see what it looked like on the other side. But what I saw was, as I said, a young Father Charlatan who had told me that I had died, but that I was resurrected and at a temple of Torag several months later. But as he kept talking, his story kept getting more confusing, and he kept forgetting what god he was representing, and mm. the symbols in the chapel were changing. And I also felt effects from that he seemed to ignore. I believe that it was you helping me was affecting my vision. Hmm. But it was clear that he was attempting to deceive me, and his story continued to fall apart. Well, he's dead forever now. Let's go back to Harrowstone. <laughs> Here's hoping. And with that, we head to Harrowstone. And we head to Harrowstone. And we'll see you next time. No, okay. um, <laughs> and so, what are we? What What are we going to do? Okay, we finished the second floor. My, Vivian's vote. My vote is to just go in through the front door. Yeah, I mean that's we what I still wanted to do at the very beginning. We haven't we've, been through the front door yet, but if you guys want to investigate it, mm -hmm. we've we've investigated everything else around. We've investigated the towers, and we've done the top. We've done the top level. Mm -hmm. We've looked at the grounds. I think the front door is the way to mm -hmm. approach it. That's my vote. All right, so I guess we're talking about this on the way there? Yeah. yeah. Yep. We'll Discussing battle strategies. Mm -hmm. No matter what we do, we r always run into something. So let's just go through the front, kick the door down. Yes. Now that we know that the upper levels are clear, I see no problem with that. Well, it is my suggestion that Thorskill does not go first, because he does not seem to be particularly willful. No, no, I'm very weak-willed. <laughs> Roderick but, didn't mean to hurt his feelings. But I I, I, I thought you were very strong. I'm very strong everywhere else but Will, apparently, because I keep falling for these stupid haunts tricks. Oh. It's not your fault there, Scal. It's genetics. Hey, Dwarfy, how about you go first? Okay. Wait, how's your will? Um, iron. Sure. Copper. Cold iron. Ooh. Ooh. So only good against Faye. And demons. I'm good against demons. So, now we've made our way 
back to Harrowstone. You've agreed to make Dwarfy the sacrificial lamb. Yep. Before you get there, you do go by the Harrowstone Memorial on your way. Mm. Yes, let's investigate that. There is a new letter. Mm. Oh, no, it's an I. B-E-S-O-R-I. Yes, I had to spell it out. <laughs> All right, so we have four letters left. Four or three? But it's taken four. three days a letter at this point. A-N-N-A. Oh, two N's. Okay. Yeah, she has a double N. Tree. Stop it. <laughs> Anna. It's Vasoriana Anakova. Oh, does he do, does he do the last name, too? No. Because oh, <laughs> that would be Hawkrin if that was the case. So, I will remind everybody that the evil that is there feeds off of negative energy. And negative which I'm emotion. having a real problem with because negative emotion and negative energy are me. So, up to you, Vivian, to keep reminding us, I think. You're a very cheerful person. Oh, thank you. So you need to keep us focused on being happy so that we don't feed these things with our own emotion. Oh, I can do that. Well, I was thinking since we have a couple of miles still to go, we could sing some songs. I've got a couple of different ones. I like Uh, singing songs, too. uh, Good. I've got some dirges. Oh. Um, Dirges. Dirges for Sturges. (laughs) Those are not happy. Oh, good point. Yes, sing some happy songs. She sings the happy, happy, joy, joy song. (laughs) (laughs) And jumps the whole way. And And then we're all singing, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, 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 joy. joy. Happy, happy. And then she, and then she's like, triplet time! <laughs> and then Dwarfy starts with, this is the song that never ends. Oh, I love this yes, one! it goes on and on, my friend. This one, it's, it never ends. It could just go on forever. Isn't it that could. exciting? Oh, look, we're here! Zenobia's having a really, close. really hard time. She has a f- smile frozen on her face, going, ah! <laughs> More of a grimace. More of a grimace. <laughs> so, uh, Thurskill is in hell. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like it's it's like being on it's a small world ride <laughs> that's another one he sings it's a small world after all it's a small world you know what after i hope all. disney comes after all of you and then do you remember what i was seconds, saying right? about earworms uh-huh <laughs> i do when we finally conclude with baby shark we may or may not all be doing baby shark right now except i was doing grandma shark i was doing it with my ipad in the cover <laughs> we're at harrowstone yay yeah we made we're it. at Harrowstone. We and we're it. happy. Back to your favorite. To fav- be at Harrowstone, which is weird. Vivian, your favorite place in Ravengrove. Vivian is happy because she loves singing, and she was so excited that people joined in with her, and she assumes that everyone just had as great a time as she did. Dwarfy did. She can't read body language. Zenobia knows it was good for her, but she didn't like it. Dwarfy is the happiest war priest you have ever seen. <laughs> so he's ready to go in first. He is. It's like, so, so we're going through the front front door, right? Correct. Let's oh. go. Yes, I believe it was decided we need to investigate the first floor now, and we have not looked at the front entrance yet, so we wanted to check that. Okay, so as you all approach the front entrance, you'll notice, like I had mentioned before, uh, that there are the gargoyles that had fallen from the, the rooftop up crumbled the murderous the gargoyles. The murderous gargoyles. Uh, the front door looks completely intact. Uh, it does look like the balcony above the front door is very unstable. Was that a balcony from the floor that we were on before? Yes, it was out. Oh, yeah. No, we did talk area. about it being unstable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we shove any rocks off of it or anything? I don't think we went on it. No, y'all didn't, didn't go on it. Okay. It, it, it looks stable enough that it's not going to fall on you if you walk under it. Just okay. don't stand on it. Okay. Uh, unstable. Yeah, that was my next question. So. I guess we'll roll perception as we're well, walking. Well, before forward. we do that, I'm armed with my light flail and I pull one of my uh, holy water potions off my belt. Yeah, no, I'm going in armed too. Yeah, Roderick has his uh, 
Warhammer in one hand and one of the Haunt Siphons in his other. And I'm so sure Dwarf will have, have his haunt, weapon out as well. You have yep. a Haunt Siphon. I, I do, but I don't pull it out because uh, I'm using my, my hammer. I mean, it's I don't think to pull it out. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Right, would you let Roderick remind you? You can remind him, but he's going to fight you because he's very... He doesn't like to be told how to fight. Ah, okay. That's well, why he was so uh, adamant not to get the bow okay. and arrow because he knows he's not good at it, so he doesn't want to try it. Should, should you have the Haunt Siphon? At all, Thurisco. Yes, absolutely. All right. I'm going to use it real good. So do you think you might want to pull it out now? No, this is a two-handed hammer. I disagree. I mean, (laughs) I could do it one-handed because I'm super strong, but the last couple of times we were attacked, I really needed the extra power. Don't you think? Yes, but these haunt siphons are very powerful as well. I think you also just needed to hit Thurisco. Yeah, and I I think that would have helped. Ooh, sick burn. Did Dwarfy say that? Yep. (laughs) What? Who's on fire? What? Um, fine. Oh, so Thurskill is actually getting a little irritated. Does that do anything to the monsters? I don't know. You don't see any, so. So, okay, fine. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll take this stupid haunt siphon out and hold my hand with less power. I mean, my hammer with less power. Oh, but Thurskill, when you do that, look at how the muscles tense on your arm. Look at how strong you are. I mean, whatever I do, I'm pretty pretty. Absolutely. But I like this. I like the way your forearm looks right now. It's very nice. It is a good look. Philip's flexing for me. <laughs> but but I, I, I'm, I'm strong too, right? Oh, of course you are, Dwarfy. We're all very strong. Well, I'm not very strong. Everyone else is, though. All right. Let's go in. I I um. Can I have a holy water and a crossbow at the same time? I think you have to hold a crossbow, too. You can hold it in one hand, but you definitely can't use it. Okay. Yeah. She's just going to she's gonna double fist holy water. Okay. <laughs> oh, holy water in both, both hands? Yeah. That's been the most effective right now. She's yeah. That's true. And your uh, channels. Mm-hmm. All right. So you... Uh, First front door, it's open. Dwarfy will step inside. Uh, as you go into this entrance foyer, uh, this was once a wide hall flanked by a pair of waiting rooms, but the foyer to Harrowstone now lies in ruins. With little left to hold up the ceiling, the wooden beams above sag dramatically. Mm-hmm. The wall to the north contains a large pair of oaken doors. So as we're going back into Harrowstone, I'm totally getting freaked out again. <laughs> like I was like, oh la la la, selling silly stuff. Oh man, we're going back into the death. haunt, the death, death trap. Yeah, the prison of death, prisoners of death. Okay, anyway, totally scared. Nothing's happened yet, and I'm already scared. Right. Something has to happen. I'm scared. Do something. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in that little first little semicircle. All grouped so that we can be totally clobbered together. Mm. Well, it's a narrow space. We got Dwarfy in front, and then we have Zenobia and Thurskel behind in the same row, and then Roderick and Vivian bringing up the rear. Dwarfy just looks and says, well, don't see anything in here um, through these doors here. Yes. Okay. And he opens those doors. They're unlocked. Um, as he moves into this next larger room, this is... Another foyer. Streaks of mold stain the walls of this foyer, and the floor below is a thick gray carpet of fungal growth. So you're walking on mushrooms. Uh, Sturdy wooden doors beckon from every wall. So you've got multiple directions you can go. Uh, So I guess Roderick will roll perception now. Okay. What'd you roll, Roderick? Guess what I rolled. One. Oh my god. One, one, one. It's a natural one. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Richard's holding his head in chain. So 17 for Thurskill and Perception. 21 for Dwarfy. 23 for Zenobia. 
14. So there's not a lot to see in this room. Those of you on the higher end of the perception did notice that all of these doors seem a lot stronger than the other doors that you have seen throughout the prison. I, I would assume that these doors are stronger because they have more dangerous prisoners on this floor, but it seems odd to me that they would put these prisoners on the first floor. Agreed. This this doesn't seem this seems like minimum security down here. But that's what I we saw think. but that's what we saw up on the second floor. Well we haven't explored much of this yet, so we'll see what we find. I would think the doors would have to be very strong. We were right here at the entrance. You would mm-hmm. think the next doors in would be very strong. That's a good Kind point. of like Thurskill. <laughs> so, well, which direction do we want to go? So for lack of any other information, we might just start left. What I would suggest, Troop, is that the layout may be very similar to what we saw upstairs. So so I would agree. If we go left, we're going more towards the... We should be going towards more cells. Quite possible. Which is what we have to do if we're going to clear this place out. We have to go where the bad guys are. Agreed. So, Dorfi, you first? <laughs> <laughs> Unashamedly putting the NPC first. Hey. Okay. That's why he's here. So. Kaboom. Dwarfy, um, give me a strength check for Dwarfy, who is being controlled this week by Philip. Yay, Philip. Yay, Philip. Yay, Philip. Ten. Ten. So Dwarfy pushes on this door. It kind of starts to give a little bit, but it's really hard to push open. Uh, let me help. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait, 14, 14. 14? Hold on, Roderick's going to aid. <laughs> Natural 18, so it's a 21. Okay, so the three of you pushing this door are finally able to push it open. So the door is now open. Dwarfy starts to walk through it, but then as he starts to walk through it, you hear almost like this this wail um, coming from like the distance and moving its way forward, so it's almost like... And as it does that, you see these, they look like flame, like just faces floating in the air on fire. There's not a full head, just just the faces on Uh. fire coming towards you. And they brushed past you. And who's toward the back of the the group there? Vivian. Vivian and Zenobia. Zenobia. Vivian Zenobia, give me perception checks as well. Oh, that's much better. 19? 11. 19 and 11. Uh, so, Vivian, you definitely noticed that all of the other doors in this foyer, so the ones surrounding you, mm-hmm. also open. Ooh. And the, the same floating, flaming faces, almost like they're converging on you. Oh, my goodness, oh, it's terrifying. How, how many? How many? There's basically like two to three from each door. So that's like two, four, six, eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone, ah, doors all, open. All ah. coming in towards you, and as the faces get right up on you, and they get louder and louder and louder and screaming as they get to you, they just disappear, and all the doors <sighs> slam shut. Ooh. So if that happens, Thurskill turns around and tries to open the, the door that just shut on him. You try and try and try, and the door will not budge. While he's trying to do that, Vivian wants to roll a knowledge religion. Okay. Would Arcana work too, or would Arcana work too, or I stick with religion? Religion. How about dungeoneering? No, it's mostly religion. 16. 16? 19. Well, the 19, definitely. You would know this as a slamming portal haunt. Oh, well, aptly named, eh? Uh Uh-huh. What do I do with it? So with (laughs) How does one defeat it? Basically, like, holy water or some other positive energy on the door itself. Okay. Or is this just a sign we should go around the other side? Is that... 
Are we trapped? Is that in you the asking room? the DM we, that? <laughs> yeah. Did, at this point, I would assume you would try multiple doors, try to get through them. Mm-hmm. All of the doors in this foyer. You're you're basically trapped in this room. Oh, oh like we, we can't we, even get out now. You can't even get we out. Can't get through ah. the front door. Okay. Well, that's horrifying. Well, we have holy water. I suggest we continue on in the direction we were going. Agreed. Seems the best option. Who's who's using their holy water? Roger will go first. We get that two d four. Uh, that's not bad. That's six. All right. And with that, you hear like this sizzling hiss on the door, and then all of those doors open. Not just the one in front of you, but oh. all of them. Oh, Vivian oh, goes up and closes creepy. the door. <laughs> she close goes ah. up and closes the uh, the eastern facing doors. Okay. And you do notice as you go up there, the guys know how difficult it was to open this door, but they just see Vivian go over and just easily close <laughs> the doors like it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian, you're very strong. Oh, I am? Did you see anything on the other side of the door before you Oh, no, I didn't it? look because, you know, I I didn't look. All right, so we moving forward? Yeah, to, uh, right. to Wait, the left. W- which room? To the uh, left. Western, the western door. So Vivian made sure all the doors were closed except the western one, which is the direction we're heading. So you're walking down this hallway, and you can tell that these are basically like the administrative offices mm. of the prison down this hallway and there's a bunch of papers and files and things like that just kind of strewn about in each of these rooms. Does it look like there's a locked cabinet that the high profile prisoners papers would be in? No, nothing locked that you notice in these rooms. Um, so I guess just do a general perception as we're investigating. Is there any money? Mm-hmm. Natural 20. Alright. 25. So 16. So with the natural 20, uh, Vivian finds a whole bunch of papers on primarily, like, the five mm-hmm. prisoners. And Does it have, like, their behavior in here, in the prison or it, anything? It does have some Ooh. logs about how they've been acting. Oh, and, yes. Um, they act like they're about to try to escape. Uh, it basically says that, you know, the, the splatter man was the most difficult to work with only because he's very smart and would plan things out. The lopper was just kind of crazy, and they knew how to handle and restrain crazy. The looper. <laughs> <laughs> they kept calling him the wrong name. Right, which made him even more crazy. <laughs> him angry. Uh, he kept pretending to hit everybody. Lopper. With, he had an identity crisis. <laughs> the lopper. That, with you? The lopper, even when he was alone in his cell, when they would come in, he would basically lunge at them as if he was holding an axe mm. in his hand. Mm. Uh, reliving the glory days. Reliving his oh, glory so that's, days. So that's what the haunt's going to be like for sure. But I bet it's going to hurt. Uh, I bet I could sell it for a hundred. <laughs> it says that uh, Father Charlatan uh, was actually quite remorseful for what he did. Hmm. Um, which is why they allowed him to stay up on the third floor in the minimum security and he had the more luxurious cell. I bet he was lying. I was. I was little, thinking exactly the same I was thing, the, Roderick. I was in the luxury cell. Cell. You had fresh straw. No, actually, we didn't. You had moldering sl- straws. I recall. I just had a nice view. Doesn't really say much about um, the piper. The pooper. Is that, is that the only one I haven't mentioned yet? It was the no, piper, and there's yeah. one more. Uh, Ilmarsh. That's yes. the piper. Yeah, oh, the piper. Mosswater. Uh, Mosswater yeah, Marauder. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah, the one yeah, I haven't mentioned I yet. There's not really a lot on him. Um, so it's damp. It just. <laughs> basic stuff about his daily habits and it's not nothing it's kind of moist <laughs> so, yeah he's quaint he's quaint there's not much to learn about the Mosswater Marauder what uh, if he's the super secret big boss man because we don't know shit about him right and then for the Piper it just says he kept asking for his pets over and over again uh, he missed his pets gross 
So we find that in the offices, is there anything else? What, what's the next thing we see of note in this hallway? Pens of death. There's honestly nothing else does of this, note in the hallway. Does this section look like it was touched by the fire? No. Interesting. So Vivian gathered all these papers. She's like, oh, look at this, and was able to fine-tune the, the most important pieces from them. Looking through these notes, I think that there's a good chance the when we come across the Lopper's haunt, I bet, I do, I do predict that he will probably do what he was doing in life while here. Uh, maybe we'll come across something similar to the scythe in a in a cell that's just going to try to attack us as what we walk in. What did he use? A big old axe? Yes. Anyway, that's my prediction. I bet I could get a hundred for an axe. It's <laughs> <laughs> very wise thinking, Zenobia. Zenobia's Pawn Stars. <laughs> I, I know what I'll you, do when I retire from this gig. I can give you five silver. <laughs> I got this buddy who's an expert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so according to the map, we have these uh, two doorways at the end of the hall. Mm-hmm. Oh, could this be the warden's office? So Dwarfy goes to the southernmost door. It's like, I'm, should I go through through this one or go through the other one? Vivian, would you detect magic? Okay. And we'll roll perception as we do that. And okay. I do. I detect magic. No magic. Roderick got a 14. Okay. Seven. <laughs> They're just doors. Thurskull didn't notice anything either. I 22. Think- Do I notice anything besides doors? Nope. I think we should go through the left one. Just like we were following the border outside, we can work the perimeter of the building. That sounds wise. Thank you. Okay. So Dwarfy will open this door, which is also unlocked. Every time Dwarfy opens a door, I just imagine him kicking open the kitchen door <laughs> every single time. <laughs> having it smack, smack him. Yeah. Again. I just yeah. imagine him kicking down every single door. Hello. So Anybody op- here? He opens this door, and inside you see a spacious room that smells of mildew and rot. There is a long desk and chair uh, sitting toward the south, uh, while to the northwest is a narrow alcove that contains a closed safe. Uh, thick layers of dust cover everything in sight. Now this looks like a warden's office. I was going to say a warden's office. Who, Dwar- can a, who, who has safe cracking? No one. No one. <sighs> no rogues in this party. Dwarfy will definitely go in the room to look around. Yes. Yeah, Vivian will as well. Checking, but we're going to roll perception as we do. 17 perception for Dwarfy. Oh, nice. Better Ooh, me. Natural 20. Oh. Heyo. There's still got a 22. Oh, 23. That's good. 23. That's good. 19 plus Unfortunately, there's nothing else to find in this room. Is the safe unlocked? The safe is not unlocked. <laughs> it is definitely closed. Um, so you could always try to open it if you wanted to. Um, I will say that Vivian, especially with your connection to all of these haunts and everything so far, mm-hmm. this is the first time, other than being in the Temple of Phrasma, that you feel safe is in this room. Wow. So when Vivian crossed over the threshold, she kind of shivered, but not in a creeped out way, just in a felt felt a shift as she walked into the room and just lets out a huge sigh of <sighs> This is a good room. Is this is this where the warden's wife died? This is the warden's no, office. She it? was locked in a closet. I thought she was locked in the warden's office. No, no. Um, she she was um she was locked in a storeroom. Oh. Um, but but I, I do believe that this is the, the warden's office. It would make sense that she'd want to protect this area. Hmm. And there's you can't quite tell what it is, but between you and Dwarfy, the two of you can tell that for some reason, the evil of Harrowstone cannot cross the doorway into this room. So what you're saying is we could sleep here. Yes. hey But I left my sleeping roll at Kendra's house. <laughs> Well, then you just have to sleep on some rotten floor. <laughs> I'm sure I get a full night's rest that way. <laughs> so this place is uh, protected. I believe we should leave the safe as it is until perhaps we find a key. I would feel 
inappropriate to try to break the safe open in this place of safety. So does it have a keyhole or does it have a dial? It has a key. Hmm. Yeah, I was definitely imagining a dial. I was imagining, I was imagining a like a 19 yeah. something safe. <laughs> I wasn't imagining a medieval safe. I was yeah. imagining a modern safe. So if we find the key, we may investigate, but I would feel inappropriate breaking it open. I think we could spend a lot of time trying to break it open. and Then what would we, would we do with its contents? Unless there's something magical in there that could help us. You'd probably just sell it. Eventually. Very well. Uh, Vivian, next I don't get this money thing, but I'm starting to like it. Vivian, <laughs> She's always had a talent for it. Yeah. Vivian wants to... Vivian's feeling very touched by this room. She's she's so relieved to find some goodness. It, it, it gives her a lot of hope on, on there's always goodness in the world. And it can be found anywhere, even in the most horrible circumstances. She, she wants to communicate with Vasoriana. She doesn't know how. So she's just going to pull out a piece of parchment and just write a, write a thank you note, basically. Like, we're here. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she doesn't want to taint the room. She doesn't want to do anything. So she takes out stuff out of her supplies and just kind of writes a note and just puts it on the desk as a peace offering, as it were. Okay. Right. Great. We shall remember this room. Yes, Onward. We shall. So then to the more northern door in this hallway. All right. To the more northern hallway. Dwarfy opens that door and it's basically a washroom. Like a toilet? Yep. Does it feel safe in there? <laughs> Not as safe. <laughs> <laughs> And then the door behind that. And then the door behind that is just yeah. So a this this washroom. Closet. So this washroom had two doors go through. So it's like washroom. a master. A washroom and a closet behind it. Anything in Ooh, the closet? The closet. Nope. Yeah. Nothing of note in the closet. Doesn't feel like Soriana was locked up in there. No, because this whole section hadn't been burned. So all right, cool. So that's everything in this Corner. chunk. The the western door. Alrighty, let's go back out to the center. Backtrack and go to the northern door. Do you want to go north or do you want to go west? Do you want to like do the front wall? I was thinking we kept our leftward pattern. Okay. Alright, so then we send Dwarfy in alone through the northern door. Through the northern door. And close the door behind him. We're gonna get so much crap for how we're treating Dwarfy. He's fine. He hasn't been hurt yet. Roderick's been hurt more. Roderick is definitely not going first. So uh, Dwarfy steps through that door. We all wait to see if anything happens to him. (laughs) Uh, He sees a door to his left and then a hallway in front of him. I also just realized something. Um, Every time right before he opens a door, Vivian's going to cast Guidance on him. Give him just a one plus plus one little bonus Mm -hmm. for whatever may happen. Is that a cantrip? Mm -hmm. Orison, whatever it's called. All right. Well, continuing with the pattern to the left. To the left. Ever to the left. Oh, no. Wrong way. (laughs) To the left, to the left, to the left. Yeah, that works. (laughs) So Dwarfy will open that door, moving down the hallway. It's a very open area in the hallway. It looks some of it's been ravaged by some of the fire. Kind of like a T intersection? Kind of. So it makes this T intersection here. You can either continue going forward or go to the right. So looking up to the right, it looks like there's a door immediately around the corner. There's a door right around the corner and then another door right across from it. It's another hallway. All right. Closest door to the right? Yeah. All right. So going to the right, as you kind of round the corner, this door is open. Oh. So as you turn to the right and look in, uh, the door to this room has fallen from its hinges. Uh, the rectangular chamber uh, beyond seems to have once been a chapel, but now thick sheets of what appear to be cobwebs drape everything with gossamer thread. <sighs> Spiders. So Roderick is very saddened by this, but he did roll a natural 20 perception, so that's 27. Why is he sad? Because a holy place has been uh, abandoned and covered in cobwebs. Yeah, Vivian's also upset. Thurskill doesn't get it. So, Roderick, with your natural 20, you do see as you're looking in that there are symbols of Phrasma throughout the room. So this was definitely a temple of Phrasma or a chapel of Phrasma. And you do see a latched cabinet that contains, looks like it has different items in there that you can see. Probably Um, probably items we can fight with. (laughs) Perhaps. But you also notice 
three spiders making their way towards you. And these are giant crab spiders, and we are rolling for initiative. (sighs) I'm a little excited, actually, because it's been kind of quiet until now. Well, based on my initiative, we're on to a good start. We should all say it at once. One, two, one. Three, eleven, eleven, forty-five, forty-five. I said fourteen, five. How'd you roll a forty-five? I'm rolling for two now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we got initiatives. Vivian, eleven, eleven, Thurskel, five, five. Dwarfy, fourteen, fourteen. Zenobia, eleven, eleven. So who out of the two of Vivian and Zenobia has the higher bonus? Mine's plus one. Four. All right. For what? So Zenob- Initiative bonus. Oh, uh, plus three. Plus three. All right. So still, Zenobio <laughs> goes first. And Roderick. Three. Wow. Did you roll a one? I rolled a two. Oh. <sighs> yeah, I was. I listened to earlier episodes, and somehow I was giving myself a plus two initiative bonus. It's not plus two. It's plus one. Oh, so you were cheating. I, I don't know where I got plus two from. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's hanging his head. I have to say, I'm so relieved that we're fighting something that I don't have to blast all my religious magic on right away. (laughs) So happy to fight something tangible. So the spiders do get to go first, because they roll the highest initiative. So they're going to converge toward the door. So since we didn't walk in, one can attack Dwarfy without interruption. One can attack Dwarfy with uh, full cover, since he's around the corner of the wall. Mm -hmm. The third one can't attack. We've basically got a bottleneck going right now, where there's three spiders at the door, and then we've got Dwarfy. Behind Dwarfy is Thurskel. To the right of Dwarfy is Roderick. Zenobia is behind Roderick. And then Vivian's kind of around the corner, which makes sense since she rolled such a bad uh, perception in the first place. She's not fully clear of what's going on. So one will definitely go to Dwarfy to attack. Can the other two move past incurring attacks of opportunity? It depends on what's their size. Well, it's flat-footed, they're tiny. so... Tiny? No, they're small. They're small. They could roll acrobatics and try. We're flat-footed. We're flat-footed. Oh, yeah, they can't, we can't make attacks of opportunity. That's a good point. All right, so then okay, they, will, what, they will pass by. I'm sorry, gaming clarification? What's flat-footed by definition? We haven't acted yet. You haven't yet acted yet, so you're not up on your toes. Uh, which means you're denied your uh, dexterity to your AC. That's all based on who rolls the higher initiative in the first round. Okay, got it. So it's a mechanic thing, not necessarily an IRL thing. Although, uh, I believe Thurskel has... Uncanny dodge. That's true. Oh, so he could hit. Yeah, you're right. Thurskel could take an attack of opportunity, and both of them move through his threatened square. So, should I roll those? Yep, as it's going to move through. Okay, well, 14. That will not hit. Ah. All right. You know what? I bet it would have hit if he was using both hands on his hammer. No, yep. but I don't. got this stupid siphon in my hand. I don't know what to do with this. They're not even haunted. These are haunted spiders. All right. So the first one is going to try to bite Dwarfy. That would be a 10. Nope. All right. Uh, the next one is going to bite at Thurskill. 15. Nope. And the next one will bite at Roderick. 13. That is a miss. All right, so all three spiders miss. So riveting battle so far. Riveting. <laughs> Good deal. All right, next up is Dwarfy. Uh, so they're just spiders, so I mean, he's just going to whack them. So he swings his hammer and hits a 14. A 14 will miss. Ugh. All right, next up is Zenobia. I'm going to hold my action and wait for some space to clear so that I can swing my flail. Nice. All right, Zenobia delays. Vivian. So, Vivian doesn't have a weapon in her hand. She's got holy water, but there is a spider in front of her. Um, Luckily, Mm -hmm. it was attacking Roderick. 
she's gonna go ew ew and she's gonna <laughs> kick out and try to try to hit it with her foot and kind of like nudge it and in doing so she's trying to do something cool so she's going to make a she's gonna make a melee touch attack Okay, so that's a natural 14, so 15. A 15 will hit. Oh, yay. So she's going to kick out at this spider, and in doing so, you see a bright light come from her toes, basically, and daze the spider. All right. Uh, uh, is daze a mind-affecting effect? Yes. Shoot. Then it doesn't seem phased by it. Oh, so it didn't work. It <sighs> did not work. I should have known that. Actually, Vivian wouldn't have known that. That's <laughs> no, true. So that's that's her defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. So uh, you saw like a weird spark come out of her foot. <laughs> is she wearing open-toed shoes? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's not, her, it's not her nail polish. Mm-hmm. All right. So she tried to daze them, but they're not they're not dazable. Um, Good to does know. she move at all? This is not days of our lives. Yes. She, <laughs> yes. She takes a five foot step back. All right. That'll create a, room for Zenobi if she wants it. Has any kind of access opened up? Yeah. That's, yeah. You, you can, can take, take a five, five foot step, step here. So by taking the five foot step and studying, can I still pour holy water on it? Yeah, you can because that's a swift action. All righty. So I do that to my player, and then I try and hit it. <laughs> What'd you call? I get a giant ten. Ten? Is that your total? Yeah. That will not hit. Uh-huh. You're still getting used to the whole pouring holy water and hitting on the same. It's a lot of coordination and walking. You know, yeah. it's hard. From- We've practiced all the sword work, but you haven't practiced the oh, holy f- water on the sword. The holy water on the, on the flail. Yeah. This is true. If it makes you feel better. I'm really happy that I'm not near the spiders anymore. I've got a great wall of protectors around yes. me. This is true. As long as something doesn't suddenly come down the hallway at me. God, that never happens in dungeons. <laughs> mm-hmm. all, right, all right. Next up is Thurskel. Smashy, smashy. He does take a five foot step, so he's making room for whoever needs it. And he's going to hit that one that's right in front of him. Natural 20. Oh, yeah. yay. Roll to confirm. Squish that spider. Squish that Natural 17. <gasps> that is a confirm. That's a confirm. That's a times See, three crit. he just had one bad day. You were right. It was the bow. He's not a bowman. Nope, he's not a bowman. He's, he's a hammer and axe kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Bludgeoning. Crushed trachea. Normal damage, and target cannot breathe or speak. DC 20 <laughs> heal check ends condition. Spiders can't talk anyway. No, they breathe. But through spiracles, they breathe through their body. Does it? I would say, in this case, just take the times three crit. Okay. Times three quit. Uh, that's, m- that's my rule, too. Times three quit. But it's cool to hear about. Roll it three times? Yeah. yeah. You triple your Whatever bonus the, damage? the plus is. So if it's like plus four, then it would be plus 12. So it's plus three, so it's plus nine? Yeah. Yes. So, so roll that three times, three, and then plus nine. Three. Eight. Oh, wow. Uh, 14 plus 9, so that's 23. 23. 23. So you definitely crush its trachea and splatter it all over the place because that spider is dead. That's guts going everywhere. Spider goo. He squished it. Smush, smush. Way to go. You're very strong. Mm Mm-hmm. Peter Parker is dead. <laughs> is that the name of the spider? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, the, that's <laughs> Peter Parker, Miles, and Gwen. Yep. <laughs> I missed this. Uh, okay, next up is going to be Roderick. All right, so Roderick has a haunt siphon in his hand, so he's going to use a standard action to sheathe it because he doesn't want it to break, and he's just going to take a five-foot step back towards safety. Riveting. That, that's some exciting exciting action there. <laughs> so then next up, uh, Miles Morales will step up to, well, he's already at Dwarfy, so he's going to try to bite Dwarfy again. 18. That hits. Okay. Boo. 
Alright, so Dwarfy will take two points of damage from the bite, and I need Dwarfy to roll me a fortitude save. Oh, how many how many rounds does guidance last? It's a minute until he uses it. So you've got a plus one a to, plus your, one to your save. Seven. Did you add your plus one? <laughs> That's with my plus one. <sighs> All right. What did you roll, Philip? Well, it's a six. No, what was the number on the die? Oh, uh, well, I have a plus four. So it was a two. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So Dwarfy is poisoned. Uh-oh. And he will also take one point of strength damage. Oh, no. Oh, strength Didn't damage. just get rid of something about poison? Strength? Yeah, I, I changed his prepared spell from <laughs> the poison. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, you said, the tip uh, of my tongue. We won't need poison. We're fighting undead. Mm-hmm. We should have known better. There's always spiders and low-level Pathfinder encounters. Literally every level one adventure has a giant spider in it. This is level two. So... Says so little spiders. Little spiders. But uh, this this poison will uh, continue to tick away for four rounds. Oh my! Uh, you can cure it with a save. So each round you're gonna have them save to try to cure it. So next up is Spider Gwen. Um, she is going to is that Zenobia that's right there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna try to bite Zenobia. Spiders are so gross. It's a 19 hit. Yep. All right. He should keep trying though. Mm-hmm. You never know. He might. Little little spider that Her, could. She might. Shut up. No, it means Don't that encourage it, the spider. It won't hate you. It's fine. <laughs> spider Quinn. I want spider it to Gwen. keep hitting you instead of other people. I understand. <laughs> All right. Next up is Dwarfy. So now this is his turn. You can have him roll that. Another fortitude save. Roll better. 11. So it has an 11. That will not save. All right. So what is Dwarfy going to do this round? I mean, he's going <laughs> to try and squish it. He's not going to die. He's going to squish it. Squish it real good. Squish it up. And he rolled a 19. Hey. Hey, there you go. All right, so that will hit. And a five. Five damage. Five damage. All right. It is still standing. Or they stand. They have like, yeah. They have eight of them. It's still standing. <laughs> standing on at least four of them. All right. Does he do anything else that round? I mean, he can't really do anything else. Can he move? I yeah. mean, yeah. He's going to yeah. fall back just a little bit because, I mean. So that. now we have an almost perfect chorus line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Start kicking. Well, that will give room for the next person to step into the doorway to fight the spider. Yeah. Perfect chorus line of Thurskel, Dwarfy, Roderick, and Vivian. And Zenobia's front stage right. You know how a knight moves huh? in chess? Downstage right. Downstage right. That's the, how we are positioned. Kind of an L shape. An L shape, yeah. yeah. L One for, too many. L for loser. Yeah. Because we're making chess references and we're making them incorrectly. But we can jump other pieces. And it's a horsey. Horsies are cool. Anyway, uh, Vivian, you are up next. Yes. She is going to, since no one is near a spider anymore, Vivian is going to lean forward and cast Bit of Luck on Zenobia. Ooh, very uh-huh. lucky. Zenobia has Bit of Luck. And it just so happens to now be Zenobia's turn. They don't have mine, Zenobia. I figured that out. So, uh, once again, I'm going to flail at it. <laughs> and you've already studied this one, so your I've plus one bonus. It, yeah. Ooh, 18. Oh, that's good. Let's roll again. See 21. Yeah. That'll definitely hit. This one's a 7. All right, so take the take, take the first one. Yes, so I mean uh, you can take the other one if you want. I'll be fine. No, with no, that. Uh, tw- twenty-two. <laughs> twenty-two hits. Yes. Yay! And that's with my flail. That's a D So that's four, five, six, seven. Seven points of damage. Yeah. All right. Yes. Spider Gwen is still standing. Screw oh, you, plus Gwen. the uh, plus uh, the holy water. But it, it's not a undead. It does okay. nothing. That's all right. Just wanted to know. It's a wet it's spider good. now. It's yeah. a wet spider now. <laughs> it's glistening. All righty. Gross. So, yeah. 
It won't turn into an undead now. <laughs> this is true. We don't need any no undead zombie spiders. spiders. Yes. No, zombie, no spiders. zombie spiders. All right. Next up will be Thurskill. Okay. So Thurskill is going to smash this guy with his hammer. Natural 18. Nice. Battle hit. Eight. Oh, max damage. Fabulous. Uh, eight plus three right, so is 11. 11 points of damage, and Thurskill destroys Miles Morales. Thurskill should sell that nice. bow because he should never use it ever again. <laughs> he was right. Thurskill was right. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> Thurskill was right. All right, next up is Roderick. All right, so Roderick has his left hand free now. He has his war hammer in his right hand, and he's five feet away from the remaining spider. He is going to cast a new spell that he hasn't cast before, and then take a five-foot step and use his new spell strike ability. He's going to attack twice. Yes. That's what strike ability does. So, spell combat allows me to cast a spell and attack in the same round, or take as many attacks as I have, which right now is one. Uh-huh. Spell strike lets me cast a touch attack spell and deliver it through my weapon. Ooh. And if it's a touch spell, I can make that touch attack and my regular attack in the same round. So I can attack twice, once with the free touch attack from the touch spell, and then with my regular attack too. That Sweet. sounds so cool, and my brain melted at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> now the downside is He that, gets to hit twice. Yeah, now the downside is it is at a negative two penalty, so it's similar mm-hmm. to two-weapon fighting. It's very similar to two-weapon fighting, in fact. It basically is two-weapon fighting, it's just with a spell instead of two, exactly. two weapons. Mm-hmm. Exactly, so he's going to roll two attacks, swinging twice with his warhammer. The first attack, come on. Natural 18, oh, so that is right. going to hit. hit. I'm going to roll the damage first. Okay. Do, 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 do. All right, so... That is a one on damage. (laughs) (laughs) Plus three for his strength bonus, so that's four. But the spell he cast was called Brand, which means he is able to burn an image permanently onto his target. And since he's using his Warhammer, the image he has permanently burned is the holy symbol of Turog, burned onto this spider. So that is a total of five points of damage. All right. Now with that five points of damage and this sizzling brand of Torog, Spider Gwen is no more. Yay. Yay. I'm going to be honest. I thought you said Bran. So like Raisin Bran. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you just like covered this spider in cereal. (laughs) You sounded way cooler. (laughs) He's a cereal killer. (laughs) Ooh. Get out of here. I'm done with you. No, I meant brand, as in like cattle, branding cattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, no, that, that makes more sense and is way cooler. Very cool. Now, for the archetype hunters, that means Roderick has the hexcrafter archetype. So, brand is not normally a spell on the Magus spell list, but he is a hexcrafter, which means he gets all of these spells with the curse descriptor added to his spell list. Uh-huh. And brand has the curse descriptor. You've been waiting to explain this for weeks. How many? What episode are we on? 14? 14. You've been waiting 14 weeks to say that, haven't you? Yep. <sighs> His archetype was never revealed until now. <laughs> it hasn't been. I was going to say, I didn't know you had an archetype. Congrat- I do. Congratulations. Yes. Nicely done. Nicely nicely slipped in there. All right. Let's go clean out this uh, chapel. Wait. Is that all the spiders? Yeah. That was all the spiders. Sweet. Out of initiative. Yay. Hey, have we leveled up? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Three spiders doesn't level us up. We get a hero card? Nope. So, Roderick, before we even step in, casts open close on the latched cabinet you described. Okay. Does it open? It opens. Do we see anything in it? You see stuff in it. Why didn't you open the safe? It doesn't work when it's locked. Uh, so, so why don't we just open it with our hands? Because this way we don't have to stand real close. 
I think I, I, I do believe that Roderick was hoping that the GM would let us see what it was in there without having to step into the room. Really, I was trying to make sure there wasn't a trap that blew up on us when we opened uh, okay. the door. Oh, okay, enough. that makes more Fair sense. Yeah. Well, Vivian wants to step in and start taking down the cobwebs with her her glaive. Kind of go in uh, out of respect. Kind of go in third third Snow White reference, like cleaning the cobwebs up in the corners. And Roderick's definitely helping her. He's a very religious man, so he's trying to clean this place up too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they also look into the drawer to see what's in there. Well, it's a cabinet, not a drawer. They also look into the cabinet to see what's in there. Okay. So looking into the cabinet, you find uh, several uh, what look like religious supplies. Um, there are five vials. Uh, there is a scroll, and there is a wand. Ooh, we need a wand. A spellcraft? Be a wand mm-hmm. of like poop or something. That's not a good spell. Wand of constipation. (laughs) (laughs) And the the vials are really easy to identify because you already have them. Uh, They are you have five vials of holy water. Okay. All right. I rolled a twenty three spellcraft. So okay. Uh, Is that on the scroll or on the the wand? I'll go with the wand. Okay. The wand is a wand of cure light wounds. Ooh. How many? It has fifteen charges (gasps) left. That is so important. Boy, we need this. So who's going to carry it? Who the only person it? who can cast Cure Light Wounds, which is Vivian. I'm your Huckleberry. Wait, no. Dwarvy can do it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But he doesn't want it, so I'll give it. <laughs> we don't give NPCs treasure. I'm sorry. SPCs. Sometimes whatever. played characters. Sometimes played characters. <laughs> All right, whatever we call them. Is anybody rolling on the scroll? Uh, I am rolling on it, but you're not getting anything. <laughs> no. Yeah, Dwarfy's She's forgot. She's forgotten how 14? to read. 14. I'll give that one to you. I never this learned is to read. A scroll of lesser restoration. Oh, that's important. Didn't we use Dwar- one of those already? Dwarfy, yeah. Dwarfy's hurt. He's uh, down two strength. He's Dwarfy's, poisoned. Dwarfy's not winning. I need Dwarfy to. Dwarfy needs to roll two more fortitude saves. If, he, if he passes on the first one, he doesn't have to roll the second one. If he does, he'll end up taking four points of strength damage. Yeah, I forgot. He's still poisoned. 21. 21 saves. Uh, Yay. So he just, takes, he just takes two. Which is still. only a negative. That's only a negative one. He's fine. So as excited as we are to find all the stuff in the cabinet, mm-hmm. we still continue cleaning this place up and trying to make it a little nicer. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll say you take a little bit of time to, to clean it mm-hmm. up. If anybody has prestidigitation, I'm sure you're helping clean a little bit with that. Roderick does. Roderick casts prestidigitation, which he had prepared to help clean Vivian's clothes earlier. But he's going to try to clean this place up a little bit. Is he always prepared to clean Vivian's clothes? Well, it seemed to earn him points, so he's going to keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get that whole two girlfriends thing going. <laughs> I mean, this is a video game, right? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So, yeah, we get the place clean, and Vivian's doing prayers in here, and just all that good stuff. And once that's all nice, we take all the we take all the loot from it. <laughs> Might I suggest we use one of the wa- holy water vials to reconsecrate this room? Yes, I think that's a wonderful idea. I agree. That is a good idea. Vivian will do so. So based on the map, it looks like there's some sort of an altar at the altar. front. There is. Yeah, so we, in the appropriate manner, douse the altar with holy water to try to clean it and purify it. And sprinkle some just around the uh, border of the room as well. Yeah, give it a nice sprinkle. So it takes flavor. a little bit more time to flavor consecrate the room. No, I'm sure it doesn't do anything mechanically, but it's good flavor. Are you so writing one of those off, Mom? Yes. Okay. That lovely sanctified flavor. That sanctified, fresh sanctified smell. Mmm, sanctified. <laughs> it smells like that soap that they always used in Catholic schools. There's a... <laughs> I don't know. There's a there's an aroma. It's like Murphy's oil soap or whatever it is. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, we got the safe space with the uh, warden's office, so we, this might be a second one. I wouldn't, mm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it, but, but... We're trying to expand the good. Phrasma yes. has... 
appeared twice to the party. So it's we're good taking to, her very it's good seriously. Good to respect her areas. All right, onward. Where are we going next? We Plus, could, it's something we can tell that stupid priest. So onward. This, where this are we going next? We could continue down this hallway, or there's a door immediately across from us. Yeah, there's a door 15 feet away from the door we just opened. So I think we'd probably open that one too. Yeah, I think so too. Rather okay. than have it Roderick. open on itself behind us. Roderick goes first. I'm joking. However, I don't think uh, Dwarfy should go first because he's a little sick now. So Zenobi is next, I guess. Zenobi, who's going to open the door? Zenobi or Thurskel? I vote for Thurskel. <laughs> All right, and Thurskel opens the door. As Thurskel opens the door, you see a room that is in complete shambles. You see these old wooden benches scattered and ruined all around the room. It's covered in dust and some spider webs up in the ceiling. Not the giant spider webs <laughs> that you saw before, but more spider webs. And you also see, connected to the wall along the entire room, these rusty chains hanging down like manacles. <sighs> Oh, this is a room where people were locked up. Mm-hmm. Well, this, is, this is a prison, though. Yeah. It is. And there are bits of uh, rotted rope connecting each of them, so they're all chained together and connected together. Oh, that's uh, horrible. Um, hands and feet? Hands and feet. It's like that scene in Robin Hood. Mm. And while you're in the room, give me a perception check. Seven plus six. Thirteen. Thurskill got 17. That was a good roll. At 26. Hmm. Dorothy got 20. 20 as well. All right. With the 26, Roderick, while you're standing in this room, you begin to hear almost the sound of, like, the wind picking up in this room. You just hear this. Well, that's unsettling. (laughs) And not only do you hear that, but you start hearing these, like, these cries for for help. Just the, and these, these wails, like, (laughs) 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 Roderick starts looking over his shoulder to see if he can find the source of the sound. You don't see anything, but you also notice the sound of chains rattling in the room. And then as the chains are rattling, they get louder and louder and louder as if they're approaching you. Oh, come on. And you feel around your wrists as if manacles are latched onto you. And when they latch on, not only are they latched, but they start to burn. Oh, no. So with that sensation, Roderick's spine stiffens and the hair on the back of his neck stands up. He's reliving the uh, haunt again that he got from the Father Charlatan with the burning chains again. And yeah. he's he's the only one that's experiencing this? He's the only one that's experiencing He's the only one that's hearing all this? Yes. Well, that's double unsettling then. Yeah, nobody else is, n- is noticing and nobody else is moving to react. So, so He'd moved on. He thought that he'd resolve this. So what do you do? At first, he doesn't say anything. He's just, you see this look of silent terror wash over his face and his eyes get wide. Mm. Vivian's standing right next to him, so she might notice this. She might try to put a hand on you like Roderick. The chains, the the burning again. Are you not feeling it? What? No. Are Are you all right? And Roderick, about that time, you also start to feel like this wave of hopelessness just wash over you. We're never going to be rid of this place. It's going to follow us everywhere. Roderick, it's going to be okay. I give him a sock in the arm. Come on, Roderick. Snap out of it. And as Zenobia does that, you start coming back. Give me a will save. All right, will. Really, really good roll. It's a 22. So with that, you start getting your senses back together. You stop feeling hopeless. And as that happens, the feeling of the manacles and the burning just fades away. You no longer hear the rustling of the chains. And sort of paralleling that, the quiet fading in, sort of relief falls over him at the same time. You can almost see it. Exactly. Mm. But at that exact same time as that starts happening, Vivian. What? (laughs) Me? You. What's going to happen, Gary? And as that starts to happen, Roderick, at that exact same time, 
Vivian. Vivian what? A set of real manacles <sighs> reaches up to try to latch around your oh, wrists. No. And we're rolling for initiative next week. Oh, oh my God, I was getting ready to do it. <laughs> James, my baby's got me locked up in chains.